Empire of the Sun. Suns. Empire of the Suns. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Arizona Sports presents the Empire of the Suns podcast. Empire of the Suns. Hello there and welcome to the Empire of the Suns podcast. My name is Kellen Olson, joined as always by Kevin Zimmerman. Hello, Kevin. How's it going? That was a game, I guess. It's going well. Uh, We're going to get into it. We don't have a ton to say, so this might be a short episode. I'll say that and we'll go 36 minutes or whatever, but uh, pretty clear cut here what's been going on. The Suns lost 118-102 to the Denver Nuggets for the fifth straight game. We have seen what I talked about last episode and what I've been kind of prophesizing, which is that this kind of looks like the Dallas series where the Suns are one team at home and they're a completely different team on the road, uh, except for game seven, of course. Um, The Suns come out and play, in my opinion, with context provided of 2-2 game five, play arguably their worst first quarter of the year. Um, I was like five minutes into it and I was like seeing Twitter freak out and I was like, no, they're playing okay. They're playing fine. Um, they're they're doing a lot right offensively in terms of playing off the double teams. It's all good. But then the mental mistakes and just lack of engagement, whatever you want to call it from everyone. Those are catchwords with DeAndre. We'll get to him in a bit. But everyone was just off with everything. Like just the attention to detail stuff, communication had to be a factor. Just like matching up with guys, finding a body in transition and on rebounds, like just effort and engagement and attention to detail stuff. It was bad. It was really, really bad in the first. It was pretty bad in the third. And they got gifted a horrible, not a horrible, that's being dramatic, uh, a not good Nuggets half. uh, That I thought the Nuggets did not play well in the first quarter, despite them scoring 35 points. I thought that they were not that good in the second quarter either. They shot 27% in the second quarter. But then they came out in the third quarter and started to look like the awesome team that they've been for pretty much the whole series. And then the game was over. Um, Devin Booker did not get any help again, like none. Uh, De- Kevin Durant had what looks like a pretty good stat line, but he was not good. He had 26, 11, and seven with five turnovers, and he shot 10 of 24, but he missed eight of his nine first nine shots. Six, I think I had seven of his first eight in the recap, but it could have been eight of his first nine. Then he started pressing again, and it was to the point, Kevin, where the offense was just him. It was just give him the ball in the mid post or have him just get the ball and try and score instead of it being within the flow of the offense. And that's when I knew they were cooked. Um, Just really easy to see when this team is not together and not cohesive on either end. And it's just, there are multiple reasons for it, but the bottom line is they're playing like this. And when Devin Booker is playing like this, it doesn't really matter if his team is going to play like this behind him. The the wild part is, when these games happen for this specific team, it's not even isolated to a moment. It wasn't like, okay, we had a bad first. We recovered by halftime. Okay, we're back into it. Let's go. It's more of the same. I mean, the first quarter and the third, I thought the third quarter was worse than the first quarter. I thought, and like, obviously how it went from there, I guess, yeah. But that it came after you recover from that and you are, again, gifted a not very good half from Denver. And it's the same mental mistakes. It's stepping out of bounds. It's getting an offensive foul on the screen. Poor exec- That's poor execution. It's not running offense. It's not getting back in transition. I mean, Book was guilty of it too. On portions like Michael Porter Jr. hit one of his threes at least where Book's 
chasing Aaron Gordon in the corner to shoot a three. It's like, let, let him do it. Michael Porter Jr. had already hit a couple. He was going like he's a shooter. Um, just mind blowing stuff for a uh, game five knotted two two. And that's where like after it happens this many times, I just, and this is why I picked the nuggets in this series in seven games. Cause this team doesn't have, and Monty kind of said it, this team doesn't respond well to people being physical. I think like Denver's defense was more physical. They were pushing in transition. They were the aggressors, all that good stuff. And, but if the Suns had played like they did the last two games and matched Denver, I think this is coming down to the final minutes and it's shot making and just, uh, the final score wasn't even representative of how bad it was to me. Bruce Brown had 25 points in this game. He has scored over 15 points in a playoff game three times, 16, 23, and 26. He has reached more than 25 points in the regular season twice in his entire career, 29 and 31. And the thing people need to realize is that can happen for role players. They can have like kind of explosive moments where they get hot. Um, He hit two threes. He was nine of 10 from the foul line, seven of 11 from the field. He was just being downhill bruiser and no one could deal with him. No one had the physicality to match with him. No one had the proper defensive technique. No one had the proper rotations behind them. There was no good team defense, good individual defense on him. There was nothing like him having 25 points is just inexcusable and just shows you're not ready to win a championship right now. And the Suns have their problems to worry about in this series, but what they're showing right now is an abridged version of what we talked about last year and what you really hit on in the New Orleans series where they just don't look like – it's not that they don't look like themselves because they were an absolute juggernaut and a tour de force in the regular season last year. Um, they just don't look like a team that can win a championship right now. They, they don't look like it. And they're they're lucky that if they get past this series, it's going to be a team like the Lakers or the Warriors who were, in my opinion, not to the caliber of what we're used to seeing come to the Western Conference Finals. You're usually, this is really the Western Conference Finals, in my opinion. Whatever team wins this series is going to win the West. Um, but I, I don't know if I feel that way about Phoenix anymore. I, just after seeing how consistently in- inconsistent they are with just basic stuff. Like this really, it does not come down to continuity or cohesion or any of that. It just really comes down to that. And like you said, it's everyone like, well, again, we'll get to Deandre. He plays a huge part in this, but it's everyone. And Kevin, I wasn't, I, I briefly had Twitter up during the second half. Wasn't even really looking at it. Cause I knew what was happening. Um, and, and assumed like the tweets were matching what I was watching on the floor. And I'm sure that there were people calling for money and tweaks and rotations guys. He started Landry Shaman in the second half. He pulled campaign in two minutes. He was looking for anyone. Is anyone out there going to play with force? Is anyone out there going to execute what they're supposed to do on the floor? Anyone. And besides book and no one could do it. No one like it it just TJ had a couple of really nice plays, but the way that I wrote it, Kevin is in this game, when (laughs) we talk so much about the Sunset and they have a guy who's good at offense or a guy that's good at defense, Kevin, I'm talking good at offense or defense in this game. There were four guys on the entire team in the whole game. Terrence Ross had a couple of threes. He was good on offense. TJ was good on both ends. Kevin was good on offense for some stretches. And that book overall was good on both ends. Um, but he had his own moments on defense too. So maybe you could chop off the defense. I don't know. But like, forget two-way efforts, Kevin. They one-way efforts. <laughs> yeah. in this game. So I just, I like I said, we don't have a ton to say. I'm going to talk myself around in circles looking at them. 
Uh, from the Denver perspective, you knew that one of their other players was going to start to get warm. Michael Porter Jr. had 14 of his 19 in the first quarter. But Kevin, in that second half, he cooled off considerably. Gordon started missing some shots, too. And they had this really big opening. And the way that I wrote it is that pretty much all of game two was a gigantic missed opportunity. And then the first half of this game was a huge missed opportunity. They should have been up 25 at the end of the first half. I'm not. I feel like they should have been up 10 to 15 after the first quarter with how Denver played and how bad the Suns were. And then in the second quarter, they got some stuff together, and then Denver played worse. So if you add all that together, they should have been up 25. And and then they were down uh, three, but then quickly down 20 uh, by the end of the third. What's weird about this series is I just feel like it's it's been an effort thing almost. It's been an engagement thing. Um, like, I don't think Denver was all there in the two Phoenix games. And... I I guess, do we want to go and look at Kevin Durant specifically? Because at, we, I don't think we've spent enough time being critical of him. And at this point, you, you kind of tease me about what you might write tomorrow. But, man, he's I, – I said he looks flat like he did that first game back. Was that his first game back from the ankle injury or at home or whatever where he just missed every single shot early on and then – it was like, Kevin Durant won't do this again. Well, he kind of looked like that again today. Um, and I know his, again, his, he kind of came back to life as far as hitting buckets, but the dribbling into space, getting pushed off his spot, um, the turnovers, the tur the just bad, the one, the, the attempted bounce pass two thirds of the width of the court where he was already staring the guy down and Christian Braun. It's like this, like his timing's off and he hasn't played basketball in two months. Like that's what it looks like every time he plays still. And I know again, the numbers have been good, but it it just looks like his timing's not there and his feel isn't there and his lift is not there and his legs are not there. And his efforts been there, but then like, as far as like he's trying, but again, he, he was bad on some rotation, second effort stuff. Again, that's everyone on this team basically tonight. And it's just not enough. Not what you expect from that superstar. Yeah. If the 40 plus minutes thing is going to be them botching some defensive rotations for two minutes, cause they're trying to preserve themselves defensively, then it's not worth it. Sit them down, right. rest them. Like you can't, yeah. you cannot, I, I think, one of the worst mistakes that they've made this postseason has been this mentality of we can get away with playing these guys 40 plus minutes because there are going to be a couple of minutes where Devin is doing it instead of Kevin. Like there was definitely a books on the floor, but Kevin is doing everything right now stretch. And then there were other stretches where it was the opposite, obviously. But that mentality is not healthy because I think it carries over defensively mentally. It just has to because you watch them defensively during some of these stretches. And then Booker, same thing. Like he just disconnects a couple of times during this game. And Duran is more prone to it than Booker is. I think Booker's been the better defensive player. But to your your uh what you brought up statistically, here's the finals run, his second championship run. He averaged 29, 8, and 5, and he shot 49% from the field. He's averaging 39 and 5 and shooting 49% from the field right now. So statistically, the year that he won the NBA finals, it's it's a little better. <laughs> Like it's slightly better, but the numbers are not telling the tale there. He has not been up to par and he has not played like a superstar. He has played more like an all-star than a superstar. I guess I would say he's played more like a top 30 player, top 25 player in the league than a guy who on any given night could be the best player on the planet. Again, I haven't talked about it on here. I don't think, but I've made this point a lot of different places. You look at the games, the game seven that Steph had in 
round one. You look at the game one of the second, uh, the Lakers Warriors series that Anthony Davis had. You looked at some of the Jimmy Butler games that he's had. You look at some of the games that book has had, like that is the caliber that he is able to do on any given night, especially in the Stefan AD group. He's been in that group forever. Um, and he just, he just doesn't have it right now. He just can't get there. And it, I think, I think a lot of it just has to do with constant continuity and him having less than 20 games together. I think it's 17 now or uh, 18, but uh, man, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty brutal right now. Um, do you think, do you think minutes, I mean, I guess this is just guessing, but did you, you were there live, like watching them, did it look like they just didn't have the same punch that they did two days ago? Cause like, this is starting to add up. And if you look at the Western conference final schedule, it's two days apart every game. It's not this rest that they had going into this series in between those first couple games. Like, do you, do you feel like their legs might be like the 40 minute games are adding up? Um, I don't think so. To be honest, I haven't really noticed it too much now. Maybe it's easier to spot on, on, on the TV. I don't know. Um, so here's the thing. Um, we, we all know what's, we all see what's happening obviously in these games, right? Like we understand what's going on. Um, Durant, like they've been asked about this a lot. And Durant said after the game, like, if you look around the league, everyone is playing like these kinds of minutes. Um, now, Booker has played 10 games of 40-plus minutes. Durant is behind him for the most in the league with nine. And then Tatum is behind him with seven. I'm assuming if Tatum played 40-plus today, he also got to eight. And then after that, it's Jimmy Butler at five. So it's been them two and Tatum that have played this this level of minutes, and that's it. Only those three. And still, Tatum is not near them in terms of total minutes, like not really that close. He's not so, playing well either necessarily. No, he's not. So I just think they've made a bad decision there and they've, uh, I think book is able to handle it, but I, I don't want to say that's the reason Durant's playing badly, but I don't think it was a good idea to play them this many minutes, even with how bad their team is. You and I were just assuming in the first two or three games, it was like, Oh man, like they need every single minute of these guys. Or even after the first game, we're like, okay, like they clearly needed them out there as much as possible. It's not really going well. And not to say it was going any better today, but at a certain point, you have to balance it, and they've not done a good job um, of balancing it. This is a really bad DeAndre Ayton again, game again. Like I said, after game four, he was fine. But to act like he played really, really, really well and played to the capabilities, screw the play to capabilities part. He he played okay. Like, he played okay. Um, he needs to play better than he did in game four, let alone game three. And now he was back to the way that he played in game three. He's a max center and he's got to start producing at an elite level. And he has not produced at an elite level on offense or defense once in the entire postseason. And it is to the point now where the lulls that we've seen from him in terms of connectivity, engagement, effort, all the buzzwords we use with him are, ex- it feels like they're at extremes right now. Um, he was not their like worst player tonight by any means. Um, he was close to it though. And plus minus does not tell the story every time, Kevin, but he is minus 59 in this in this series right now. That is a team low. Landale is a plus 24. That is a team high. They have to consider starting Landale game six. They have been better with Landale on the floor. They have been better as a team. And can they win a championship if DeAndre Ayton is coming off the bench or he's not playing? No, I, I don't think they can. But they can't win. They can't win on I don't think they can win game six or game seven win game six and game seven with the way that he's played. I don't think they can. So I don't know about 
Yeah, I mean, I think they need more. Um, the starting part, I think, doesn't matter as much for uh, perspective. Okay, no, yeah, then let me rephrase. Um, Landale play Landale needs to play more. more. Landale needs yeah. to play more minutes. Make Don't it, make embarrass. It tw- yeah. Make it 26 Don't. and 22. For play DA, play, optics, play DA for play yeah. DA for the first six minutes of uh, play him for the first six minutes of the first half. Play him for the last eight minutes of the first half. That's fourteen, and then play him for the last uh, eight minutes or the first eight minutes of the third quarter. Twenty-two. Landell plays the last fourteen minutes of the game. He gets the other ones. Twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. For the optics is the word I was looking for. Um, to not completely tank and destroy the man's value and or ego. I mean, we're at that point, man, where we're going to have to start talking about this, which we won't do now, but yeah, I mean, I no, think... No, it's there. I, I think I think he's done. I don't think he's going to be back next year. I didn't think he oh. was going to be back last year because of this stuff, but I think he's gone. How can they come back with how he's played? How can they reasonably do, you, do that? They have Kevin Durant you, and Devin Booker. How do you get rid of them? Attach assets to him. They don't have any. They'll find some. Maybe. We can talk about that later, but I agree with you on the Landale part. Like, it's all means necessary. I I just don't know how many other changes you necessarily get out of this whole thing. Uh, and I'm, I'm ready. Don't... As always, I'll say I'm ready to be proven wrong. You're ready to be proven wrong. But this is like... It's beyond like <laughs> the the stuff that we've been used to in terms of how inconsistent it is. It's just like the lows are so crazy low right now. Like, did you see him on defense tonight? It wasn't good. No, it, I mean, not even the guarding Jokic part. It was it was everything else. I, he was I, at his best I, guarding Jokic. I I don't. Yeah, one on one against Jokic, he's he's trying. He's engaged. It's the other stuff where he's off ball and help and second efforts and what I don't understand. I mean, he played 32 and Landale was only 16 today. So, I mean, as much as Monty doesn't trust him, he still is Monty and doesn't just throw guys aside. No, he won't. Um, Devin Booker in the first quarter, had a play where he appeared to injure his ankle or foot, um, or at least hurt it. Uh, he briefly grabbed one of his feet, don't know which one, stayed down on the ground for about 10, 15 seconds, got up, looked fine. Third quarter, he goes sideline to sideline, pursuing a loose, not a loose ball opportunity, but he thought he could cut off a steal, like it was like a cornerback trying to make a jump on a route, basically. Um, did not get the ball, and then after that, he was laboring, Running up and down the floor, you could tell he could only go so quick. And again, he was laboring towards one side of his body. And his burst and all that stuff was pretty much not there anymore. Um, There were a couple of moments where there was one where he was coming up the left wing. And it was like every single time in the postseason, I've seen you in semi-transition this opportunity. And you've pushed it. And you've driven past your guy and gone to the rim. And you just passed it to campaign. And campaign did it instead. Um, I asked him after the game after he said he was fine, because that's what he always says in these situations, I asked him about the specific play and how he felt after the play, and then that's where he said, um, 
everyone in the at this point in the season is dealing with something, and then you refer to a little bruise. I don't know what that is. Now, Monty said he thinks Book is okay, and they wouldn't have had him out there if they didn't think he was okay. This is the team, Kevin, that played him through a hamstring injury in game three and admitted they did. So I, I'm not <laughs> not digging anything into it. I'm sorry to be so blunt and crass about it, but like it's, it's, <laughs> that is what yeah. has happened. And he clearly injured himself at some point in the third quarter. It's just a matter of why. I don't know why they didn't take him out. They were down 20 at, at a point in the third quarter. Um, and then they kept leaving them in until four minutes left. And then as you pointed out, and I pointed out in the recap, a nice submission of the night was Kevin Durant at the foul line. They clear the bench. He has to still check out. So they look to intentionally foul or so Durant thinks and like believes is the plan because he's basically just walking towards the bench already. And then the Suns don't foul. So then he has to like jog back into the play. And then finally someone fouls and it took 18 seconds. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. Like they couldn't either communicate it or just execute. Yeah. That, that was a good summation of the entire night. It's like you just slap someone yell at the ref. I'm slapping this guy and they couldn't do that. Which that that's when that's when it's not even effort. It's just like you're floating, and that's what this whole game felt like. It was just they're floating around, and no one seems to like be shocked about it. Like, and and that's that's I hate to like compare teams, but that's what last year's team looked like in these moments where it's like no one on this team will just slap everyone in the face and be like, wake up. Like, and I, and I don't, I don't know an easy way to do that. If you're team building, like, do you need a Pat Bev? Like Pat Bev would not allow any of this crap to happen. Right. But that's what I don't understand about these teams is just like, they, they will make three consecutive mistakes to start the game, to start the third quarter and just be okay with it, I guess. And I, it's just mind blowing to me in this type of, playoff scenario yeah and we'll wrap with i i know it's doom and gloom but like they could eat they there's a very good chance that they opened as like four point favorites after this kind of game um because they've been really really good at home and the home team has dictated the the flow the whole game really whatever what i wrote is that the home team in every game has looked like they are the better like by far the better unit the better team they are in sync they are together the other team often looks discombobulated on the road so we'll probably see that again in game six. But guess what, Kevin? After they fumbled the bag in games two and five, they got to win in game seven now in Denver. Like that has yeah. to happen now. Um, and anything can happen in a game seven. But man, with with the way Booker looked after the third quarter and how Durant has looked in this series. And, and here's the thing, Kevin, if they get a 55 point masterclass from Kevin Durant, it might be like the masterclasses in Brooklyn last year and the year before that. Like it's. Just like he needs help, like and it'll have to be like the role players hitting threes. He'll have to have a big three game, I think. In game six, I think it'll have to hit like 14, 15 threes because I just don't really see it unless Chris comes back and, and plays really well. Uh, we don't know there. I think what am I say? He hopes to have him back. Uh, Chris Paul said he's trying basically. He told Ting McMahon of ESPN. Um, oh, Chris Paul said that. I got it. Yeah. Well, and, we'd all be, that, that, that is what you do in that situation. You do try to come back. You don't not try to come back. I So, yeah, I guess I'll say this feels different because we've – I feel like I've seen this team enough where they just are 
too wily and consistent for me to trust. And it's getting to the point where it's like, I don't know if these are things that can change, I guess. Like, I feel like I know this team pretty well. And yeah, they, they could come out. I think they'll win next game and then send this to, back to Denver. Um, and maybe they even win game seven, but like getting through the Western Conference finals to the NBA finals, I, I just don't know. I guess that's where our doom and gloom is, right? Like, it's more about this doesn't look like a title contending team. I don't think they'll win the series because they have to go back to Denver. But even if they do, I'm still going to be like, okay, I need to see a whole Western conference finals of the same team that doesn't have games like this, I guess. Correct. Yeah. And even in the Clipper series, we saw it a lot, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, last thing I'll wrap you teased it. Um, game six, just to look ahead. Uh, this is Durant's first moment for Phoenix. And what I mean by that is, is a moment where they need him. Like, especially if Booker's not at his full capabilities physically, this is exactly why you traded for him to close out these last two games. It was the same kind of feeling for uh, that game too, where you could have stolen it. And that's why you have a guy like him in that kind of situation to hit those shots. Uh, and he didn't. But we're at that point now. And like you said, I think we can just kind of state it for what it is. He has failed to meet expectations. And it's uh, it's surprising because he's still playing well. But at the same time, there's just so much untapped potential right now with him specifically. And they are just not getting the two superstars at the same time end of the bargain consistently enough because I think most of us, and I like I joked about the other night, I said Kevin Durant's now become the best player to ever put on a Suns jersey. Well, that's not possible right now because Booker's been by far their best player this postseason. It's not close. So that part needs to change. It needs to be some nights Kevin Durant is their best player, some nights Evan Booker is their best player. And I think if you and I would have gone after the trade and said, Kevin, we probably would have said most nights it's going to be Durant. And it's been Durant one game? I don't know if it's been Durant one game yet. Has it? I don't, I can't think of what game, so probably not. Mm. That's, that's not good enough when you give up what you did. It's not good enough. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Uh, seven hours till I got to wake up for my flight, so I should get going. How you doing? You doing good? Yeah, hanging in. Get some rest, man. Joined the Denver shows today. Um, didn't get to debate if Nathaniel Hackett or Cliff Kingsbury was a worth, worse hire, but for, <laughs> for next time, I'll... Uh, I'll do that. Yeah, we're going to get some rest. We'll be back. We'll have some stuff going tomorrow. And then, of course, Thursday, we'll be back uh, on the podcast after the game, live from the uh, the Ishbia seats, the Pushbia seats, as they're going to be forever known. Did you see that video? At the end, we should mention that, I guess. Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, Jokic yeah, yeah, yeah. not suspended. He got fined. Um, Jokic was walking over towards where he usually leaves. It was walking by Ishbia. He jokingly tossed him a ball. And then they dapped up. It appears they're all good. And uh, I don't know. Ishbia, Ishbia brought some former Colorado football head coach uh, for the University of Colorado, who is apparently loathed in the Denver area because he bolted for like Michigan State when he said he wouldn't or something like that. So uh, troll stuff from Ishbia, top level, top, top. Uh, what do they call it? Top, what, like Here, the top shelf? Top, top shelf. Notch. That's what it's called. There we go. Um, I still got it. I, I'm still, the gears are still spinning over here. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Jokic on the post-game show said he hopes Ishbia pays his fine to the TNT crew, which is great. 
Yeah, I did. I did think like HBO was going to do some kind of like twenty five thousand dollar donation kind of thing, something like that coming. But we haven't. Maybe he has done that kind of stuff already. Probably has honestly. Uh, all right, everyone, we'll be back on uh, Thursday. We're losing track of the days. That took a second. That took all the last brain cell that I had left before I went to sleep was to find the location of what that date will be. We found it. Bye, everyone. <laughs>